At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to give us a call worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, you can always reach me or somebody else here at the studio by typing in the MSN address xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. 
and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is a good friend of the Exxon. I've had the pleasure of knowing this gentleman ever since the Exxon started with the X Chronicles way back in 1992. Daryl Sims is our special guest this hour. And for more than 40 years, Daryl Sims has been investigating the alien presence phenomena after his first encounter with an alien. As he grew older, he experienced a malignant contact with these alien beings that would alter his life forever. Now, as a result, at a young age, Daryl made the decision that he would no longer willingly be victimized to their bizarre quests. Determined to change his role in life from being the hunted to the hunter, he began to prepare himself for their pursuit. Every path he took would equip him mentally, physically and intellectually to become a warrior for his cause and to assume the role he was born to play. As a result, Exonation, Daryl has spent the past three decades researching the world of alien beings. His area of focus has dealt primarily with medical and scientific evidence of alien-human contact. To that end, he has spent years studying and training in a broad range of areas that would provide him with a full array of skills necessary for his search to find evidence of these creatures. From his accomplishments and certifications in hypnotherapy to his education in handwriting analysis, he has pursued extensive training to assist in his efforts to aid abductees in reclaiming memories of their experiences. Joining me now is Daryl Sims, the one and only alien hunter, and you can find out a lot more about Daryl at www.alienhunter.org. Daryl Sims, welcome back to the X-Zone. How are you, old friend? If I had a better introduction than that, I think we might as well close right now. All right, it was it was nice talking to you. Take care of yourself. <laughs> I'll tell you, you're uh, you're a class act, and I'll tell you, ever since you started in 1992, uh, you have just skyrocketed to uh, great heights in in the field of uh, as a radio and internet host. I tell you, people are. I don't think there's anybody out there that's anybody that you haven't interviewed at least three or four times. And, I mean, you're, you've literally got your finger on the pulse of this thing. I right, thank you, my good friend. Daryl, um, you know, I, I remember you, uh, when I first met you, you were working with Dr. Roger Lear. You, you, you and Dr. Lear brought out the uh, proof of the implants. And, you know, back then, cattle mutilation was in the news. Alien abductions were in the news. And it seems today that mainstream media is no longer carrying any story about alien abductions, and yet I believe they're still happening. Uh, they're happening at a rapid rate, and uh, in fact, just recently we had a, a DA and his wife follow a large triangular craft around uh, uh, the Burlington area in Wisconsin, and long story short, is uh, they, they didn't realize there are two other families doing the same thing, and, uh, the, the, again, the long and short of it is they woke up inside their car with, uh, it was winter, of course, and uh, it was just this last winter, and the inside of the window was frozen with ice, and uh, they were still warm. couldn't figure out what the problem was. They didn't realize that they'd already been taken. And the, the DA came back, and his watch had melted on the inside, and uh, I have the watch currently. And I'm having it analyzed. Daryl, stand by, buddy. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. Daryl Sims and I will be back after this break. 
As we continue with the one and only alien hunter himself, Daryl Sims is our very special guest this hour, www.alienhunter.org. We'll be back in two, don't go away. Daryl Sims is my special guest this hour, www.alienhunter.org. And before we went to the break, Daryl, you and I were talking about a couple in Burlington, Virginia, or was it Wisconsin, who were following a triangular UFO. They found themselves in their car later on. Uh, they were still warm, but everything in the car had been uh, you know, frosted up because it was wintertime, and the DA's watch had melted. And you're in possession of the watch right now. That is correct. Uh, in fact, the individual is a, a, a major hitter as a DA mm-hmm. in the area, and he wrote an affidavit attesting to the entire story. So this is really, to me, this is just big news. I'm surprised that, that uh, news people aren't all over this thing. I mean, who else do you need to be abducted? You know, you got your local DA. I yeah. mean, what's next? Exactly. Now, now, Daryl, cattle mutilation, uh, are they still happening? And are you f- still finding people who are coming to you with these implants? Uh, answer the first question, uh, cattle mutilations. Uh, l- let me clear that up for your audience may not know uh, a lot about this particular aspect. It's not cattle that get only mutilated. It's, it's, it's sometimes people. Uh, we've got probably half a dozen cases of that out of Brazil and other countries and um, a couple minor cases here in, in uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. But uh, cattle get mutilated. The only reason that cattle get the, the news is because they cost money, and people scream when their $2,000 cow died. But the fact is I've got a case right now I'm looking out of my computer where a, a mutilated uh, uh, deer it was mutilated the exact same way as the cattle. And uh, but all kinds of animals, uh, uh, rabbits, squirrels, other animals. But again, if people see that, they think, well, that was just some evil person cutting up on an animal or something. And they don't realize they may be looking at more evidence. Daryl, why is it that if these animals are being mutilated for testing by an alien species, why don't they just take the whole cow and not return any part of it? Well, you, you brought up a really good point, and I, I'm going to plug my book here to do that. Uh, my first book, uh, Alien Hunter, that, uh, Evidence and Light, which is on our website at alienhunter.org, goes into this. And I talked to uh, Ted Oliphant, who is a Fife, Alabama police officer, uh, who brought up a lot about the catamulations. He was not exclusively, but he got a lot of the press and uh, did a great job. And he and I are debating this issue, and he thinks it's the intelligence community or the, the military uh, mutilating these cattle because they see helicopters out there around them and things like that. 
And then I'm telling him that there's at least three different groups that are doing this. I said, one is the alien, and two is the intelligence people, and three are people who, in my opinion, uh, are trying to establish rapport with the alien presence by doing what they do and getting them to hopefully abduct them so they can see how high of high intelligence and great worth they are. But, but each of the different kinds of mutilations, those three I described, those three different groups, mm-hmm. have three different kinds. Uh, it's discernible that, that who did what, so to speak. There are three different kinds of uh, incisions, cuts, and so on. And as far as the why don't they take the animals, um, it's, uh, sometimes they do. They take the whole animal, and sometimes they return it. And that's where the intelligence community comes in, in my opinion, uh, a farmer will be out, let's say, at 2 o'clock in the morning looking around, and he'll see a, uh, a, a black, or hear a black helicopter, or see, hear a helicopter, and he'll go out there and see his black helicopter dropping off this cow or picking up a cow, and he can't figure out, well, what in the world are they doing? And in my opinion, uh, which I cover a lot in my book, uh, the DSP, or uh, Defense Systems Program, the DSP satellites, uh, folks are contacted when they have uh, infrared, ultraviolet, and uh, UV, IR, and visible light for those three lenses on those uh, those particular uh, satellites, and they can see fluorescence on these cattle. The fluorescence is on these cattle when the alien touches them, much like when they, the discovery I made in 1992 about when the fluorescence is on abductees. This is from the touch, and they, in my opinion, the intelligence community is using DSP to locate cattle that have got this particular nanometer length of fluorescence on them, and that's when they send the, their helicopters out to pick up the cow that the aliens already picked up. And in my opinion, in some cases, they actually inject some of these animals with uh, uh, human-made pharmaceuticals. The, the, the intelligent people do put the cow back just to see what the alien is going to do with it next. So, so the, it sounds like the intelligence department is using cattle as bait to go fishing for aliens. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, if you can't catch them any other way, why not play the game with them? I mean, we did the same thing with abductions, and did a, uh, it caused a mass abduction of eight people in two states and several cities. And the alien responded to us. They were horrified that they got caught, basically, but, uh, but it worked. I mean, they're not infallible. They're not gods. I mean, they, they make mistakes. Who are they, then? What do we know about the aliens who are, who are traumatizing people? Who are who are implanting them? Who are who are abducting them, taking them out of their very cars, like in the case of the DA, taking them out of their beds at night? What do we know about the the these alien visitors? Well, uh, that's the uh, that's the fifth book in a series I'm writing. It's called Hierarchy, and it goes into the morphology, the um, the neurology, the the physiology and the purpose of the entities and so on, which tells us enormous amounts about who they are and how, how they may have gotten here. And, it, and it's just my opinion, but it's an opinion based after 40 years of research, that the entities that we're looking at, the greys, the, the, uh, the, ta- the doctor types, the mantis and all these others, are nothing more than constructs made for a specific purpose. In other words, if evolution is, is the model that's true, quote-unquote, mm-hmm which I don't particularly buy into, but even if it is, uh, the aliens' proof evolution doesn't work. Because, I mean, you don't grow up from a little gray and turn into a doctor being that looks very similar to him. They don't. They're actually whatever you're born or made or hatched or cloned as, that's what you're going to be. 
then you don't grow up from a doctor and turn into a mantis being. You don't turn into a mantis being into a humanoid and then turn into a, a Bigfoot after that. I mean, none of it makes sense. Whatever we're looking at here, and they're, and they're all associated. They're all, we've seen them all on the same craft at the same time in the same room. The point is that these entities, in my opinion, uh, and that's where I think the UFO community has kind of uh, lost their way here, that the UFO community generally sees these as a, a lineup of entities. Are that they're, they're like who, who they are. They're in charge, the seven or eight or nine particular entities. These are like, those are the guys that are in charge. The fact is, they're not. They're here make. They're, they're nothing better than pizza delivery guys, and you happen to be the pizza, so to speak. Hmm. So what is their agenda? Well, it's a, it's multi-purposed and multifaceted, and the the big problem that I that I have in a lot of my presentations is get trying to get across the concept to uh, people in the UFO community and even scientists. Where we I did a presentation at NASA UFO group out here uh, in out Houston, and uh, thirteen scientists showed up from NASA. Twelve of them bought my book. I, mean, I just almost fell over. I, I literally almost fell over. They never said a word. Shook my hand afterward. Asked me to sign the book. And everyone on bought a book and left. The point is that, that I was getting across to them is what we're looking at here are not, quote-unquote, aliens from another world. We're not looking at an invasion species. We're not looking at anything like that. Those are misnomers uh, often given to us by them to keep us uh, confused and, and to obfuscate the, uh, the, the reality of where they, who they are and what they're here for. In my opinion, the entities are here at the behest of someone else. In other words, mid-level management is over them, and they're the ones calling shots. So if you're trying to find out what the alien's all about by watching the alien, all you're going to see is like a worker bee or a worker for some corporation working, doing whatever his task has been assigned to him. That doesn't tell you who the corporation is, so to speak. Is there a connection between the alien presence of today and the angelic presence that was talked about in the beginning books of the Bible. No, sir, I don't. I don't believe there are. Uh, I think that the, the closest thing, uh, and I'll give you an example uh, uh, to kind of tie this up a little bit. Uh, we have had, we have rare cases, and some of them in my one of them in my own home uh, incidents where uh, abductees were confronted by an alien presence, and then somebody bigger than the alien showed up wow. when these people tried to defend themselves. And uh, on the second night, and on the third night that this event occurred, uh, something angelic showed up and uh, scared off the other two uh, alien presences. The point is that every time that we've had an angelic presence actually show up, a biblical angel, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, the aliens are terrified of it, and uh, I mean, and every one of them, I'm on all levels. The alien themselves... Um, if you, if you want to get into the real particulars of it in a biblical sense, uh, you, in the second chapter of Genesis, third chapter of Genesis, uh, Eve is standing there uh, here in, this, in, in front of this uh, very amazing uh, tree, a tree of, of, tree of life, good and yeah. evil. And here she is standing there, and this reptile guy walks up and starts talking to her. And she's not even uh, stunned. Right. I mean... Of course, she probably wasn't in existence, in my opinion, probably over 24 hours, so she probably didn't know much about what all was out there, uh, but I think Adam did. And, of course, that, there, there's the story. But there's your first illustration of a reptile, uh, literally, uh, right there in Scripture. But it makes a clear distinction of him being 
on the wrong side of the fence as opposed to uh, uh, the, the angelic or God side, so to speak. So just to make those distinctions, if, if anyone has an interest. Daryl, stand by, old friend. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, my very special guest this hour on tonight's Exxon, is Daryl Sims, the alien hunter. Now, everyone who has watched any channel, TLC, Discovery, uh, History, whatever, whenever there's a special on alien abductions, aliens, alien implants, Daryl Sims is always part of it. He is from, if you'll excuse the expression, Daryl, the old school. And uh, his website is www.alienhunter.org. That's www.alienhunter.org. And Daryl and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break talking about alien abductions and much more as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyards in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Sims is my special guest this hour, Exonation, www.alienhunter.org. Dale, thanks very much for joining us. It's always great talking to you. Um, so this, this, these aliens are here, and you, you believe that they're, they're just uh, middle management, but who is the big question? Who is senior management? <laughs> Very good. Uh, the, 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 in reality, uh, my uh, <clears throat> I did a presentation uh, not long ago for the Houston UFO Network, in which I uh, showed uh, craft that were 
uh, one of the craft I showed was uh, approximately 50 miles thick, 600 miles across. Whoa, whoa, hold on here. Hold hold on here. 50 miles thick, 600 miles long. That is correct, sir. Wow. Then I showed some NASA footage of uh, some craft that were uh, several thousand miles long. And everybody's sitting there with their tongue hanging out saying, oh, my God. And I said, now, I'm showing you this not because I want to try to impress you with some amazing film footage here that I and other people have been able to acquire. I said, but you're missing the whole point if you, if you, if you, if you don't catch this major thing here. And the major thing is everybody says, well, these aliens have to be coming from another planet. And I always ask, how do you know that? Ah. Uh, on a planet. I said, that doesn't mean anything. I said, the point is, what in the world would you need a craft 50 miles thick, 600 miles across for, or craft several thousand miles long, unless you're living on it? In fact, if you can think of it, my way of thinking of this, uh, UFO phenomenon is different than a lot of people. To me, that's the GM plant mm-hmm. of the alien. That's where the manufacturing goes on. That's where the breeding and the uh, DNA work goes on, that we're, the, some of the DNA work we're, we're looking into currently with some DNA evidence. But the bottom line is, for me, is that that's where Dr. Moreau, so to speak, uh, hatches his uh, horrific uh, collection of uh, entities that we refer to as alien because we don't know what else to call them. In ancient times, they called them the jinn. They call them the, uh, uh, the fairies, the gnomes. All these are small, many of them small people. Uh, and all kinds of names all through history. But the answer to your question is, whoever they were in the beginning, that's who they still are. Not who the current common denominator, lowest common denominator of the local tribal ruling class says they are. These guys are deceptive, and they have never come clean and told anybody who they really are or who they represent or what's going on. I don't think they ever intend to. Based on all your research and the investigations that you've conducted, both inside of the UFO community and outside, Daryl, what's your best educated guess on their prime directive? Prime directive. Um, <clears throat> we uh, we worked on a, a project. I, I did a, a, a post-it my suggestion on a, on a contactee who agreed to do this. She ended up getting uh, abducted. Uh, which was her normal process every month or two, and she blurted out this information. They were horrified because she wasn't supposed to know this, and uh, to me, I thought it was intelligence-related information, and if they responded to it, they would tell me that they're really in a, more like, they function like an intelligence outfit, Mm -hmm. and it worked, and eight of our people got abducted and taken to this 600-mile craft, Uh, and we actually have some film film footage from this uh, astronomer, on probably what the, the craft during the, it was filmed during the same time as the mass abduction. The point is that while there, two major questions, uh, two guys from uh, who were representatives of mid-level management, the alien is not any management, period. They just, they're just worker bees doing specific jobs based on what they're created and, and, and constructed for. But the bottom line is that these... Uh, Two guys that showed up, and they were very important. People referred to them as something like an admiral on a ship. Everybody, all the aliens were terrified. They said nothing can go wrong tonight. So, and the abductees heard all this, and the all the entities that you normally see in in the 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 mantis and all these others, Mm -hmm. Nordic, the all these others are lined up in one particular room with my senior investigator, 
and they got him in front, uh, front and center, and they're pretty upset. And the guy sitting in the chair, uh, who's not related to these other guys, looks at Dale, my senior investigator, and says, why did he do this? And Dale's like, D- who did what? You know, he didn't know, because, I mean, he's an, he's an abductee. Why would I tell an abductee what I was doing? So uh, uh, the two major questions asked of this lady and Dale were, were really amazing. The two questions, and they did not know the answer to either of these. This is amazing. In one room, the entity sitting in the big chair asked uh, Pat, the lady who was involved in this event, he said he, he showed her a what she referred to as a, she said it was kind of like a computer screen. I, I call it that because I don't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. And he showed a human brain, and in the human brain as he showed it, she said, he asked me to point to where the human spirit was. And I didn't know. I didn't want to tell him. He said he got very angry, very upset. In the other room, Dale was asked the same question. He was shown a holographic imagery of a human brain in front of him. And uh, the big guy sitting in his chair in the other room asked Dale the question, point to where the human soul is. And Dale said, why? No one's ever been able to isolate that. No one knows. And uh, the guy got really upset. And the the, uh, tall Nordic guy uh, is he's shaking? He didn't know what to do, and he goes over. He's about six foot eight, and uh, Dale stands about six two. And he grabs Dale's head, puts his head forehead forehead, looks into his, Dale's eyes with his big, beautiful blue eyes, and looks back at the guy sitting in the big chair and says, "He doesn't know." So he was determining he was telling the truth just by doing what he was doing. But those were two questions that were uh, of real importance to the alien where the human soul was and the human spirit. And I, and I think they're interested in both of those, and I think they want what you have, and they can't figure out how to separate you from it without you dying. Oh, all right, but Daryl... I they just need whatever it is. Whatever it is they're looking for, it's, it's bigger than your DNA. All, all right, but if they've been out there for years monitoring us, experimenting on us, why do you think that still after all this time they'd be asking the same questions? It, to me, it sounds like they're that not they're not that much of a superior race if they can't figure this out. Well, I I I, I, I will go into that a great deal with the several possibilities of why I think they're interested in this sort of thing. The alien himself isn't interested in any of it because he doesn't he he honestly can't do anything about it one way or the other. He's uh-huh. just a a slave of the system. Right. Okay. But the uh, the guy that the guys that showed up were pretty pretty. The third question they asked, asked it was very interesting. They asked uh, both of them, and I had te- questioned both of them separately without each other knowing each other. They were taken mm-hmm. to two different states, so they did not get to be in on the conversation. And I asked, "Are there any other questions?" I asked, and they said yes. And both of them said the same thing. They said they wanted to know about Project Prometheus. And, of course, I didn't tell them, but Project Prometheus was, is a, it was, and in my opinion it still is, a secret government, uh, United States government intelligence project. As you know, Prometheus in the ancient uh, lore, uh, in ancient legends, was uh, the guy who stole fire from the gods. He was a titan, a half-human, mm-hmm. half half-god. And he stole fire from the gods and gave it to the service of man. His result was um, punished severely for his and burned for his uh, his indiscretions. 
Uh, project Prometheus, in my opinion, is a project designed by the intelligence community to literally steal the fire or the and whatever it is we're looking for from the alien technology or whatever and use it for our own services. And you can forget the service of man <laughs> for the service of the intelligence community. Well, That's doesn't the, the way it work. Well, doesn't the intelligence uh, community serve man? Ha! Huh. I used to be in the Central Intelligence Agency, and I can generally tell you that's kind of true in general, but you're never going to know what that really is. Uh, it, for a lot of good reasons, they can't tell you and won't tell you. And uh, for other reasons, uh, which, in my opinion, don't make any sense, has nothing to do with national security, they're not going to tell you anyway. Period. Mm. And that's the part I didn't like about the intelligence community. All right. With, and, and I don't mean to sound mean when I say this, Daryl, but... Why would aliens abduct your your lead investigator and this other lady who apparently have no significant ties to the military or the government? Why wouldn't they abduct, for example, President Obama? Why wouldn't they abduct the 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 Secretary of Defense? Why wouldn't they abduct the head of the CIA? Why is it always menial people who get abducted? Well, this is not all, always the case. Uh, the answer to the first part of your question, uh, and I asked that question, why, why, and I know I knew why they were got they got abducted because I'd I'd given a post-it naughty suggestion to this lady, and installed it as a memory, as if, in other words, this was her own personal memory, and she, the information I placed inside her as her memory was intelligence information I had gathered from someone else who saw something he should not have seen on board a ship, and they. Uh, uh, apparently uh, did, didn't catch this. And uh, when I found it in the sky, being former intelligence, I thought, well, good night. This is, this is intelligence-level stuff if it's true. I don't know if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. So the only way I could test it was to install it in this lady who volunteered and then install amnesia on both sides of her memory so she couldn't remember or recover it. Then they would, And when she was abducted, it would go off in front of the alien uh, whenever he was uh, within 18 inches of her, uh, it would set off the post hypnotic suggestion, and then she blurted the information out. And she told me, she said, Daryl, I've been abducted uh, for 30 years. I'm 33. And she said, I have never in my life seen him ever, a, a sign of emotion on his face ever. She said, when I blurted that information out, she said he was mortified. The point is that they functioned like an intelligence community. And I, and I firmly believe that. They function just like we do in the intelligence business. And uh, it, their system is it's, it's much bigger and much more than we ever imagined. And the, the second part of the question, do, why don't they abduct other people? They do. Well, first of all, they're interested in the lineage. The bloodline is real important. Uh, the second thing is that uh, when I was on a, a, a TV program one time, uh, it was a pretty significant program, I got all kinds of calls from people who are abductees who were in the intelligence community and other places, and I begged them to get off the phone. I said, you don't realize, I said, uh, you, you should know this better than I do. I said, you, you should not be talking to me about the things you're talking about over, the, over an open line. No, but for example, if they want to know about, if they, if they want to know about spirituality, if they want to know about the soul, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they just take the Pope for a, a wild ride and, and, you know, question him? I'm sure that when it comes to the alien abduction scenario, I, I, I look at it as if there's so many possibilities of it 
not being quite as real as people want it to be. For example, if they want the answers, why not go to the source instead of the roundabout way that they do it? Uh, here's an interesting sidebar. One of my uh, the, when the when the lady was asked the question about the human spirit, mm-hmm. she said, uh, "I don't really know." Um, um, uh, she said, uh, "You know, perhaps you know uh, somebody like uh, Carl Jung." You know, she was thinking if they read his works, they would know it, and they want to know who Carl Jung was. And th- she said they were going to go abduct Carl Jung and see if they could find the answer to that. <laughs> That's what I told him it's dead, you know. But uh, but the point is that there is a lot that the mid-level management, the the, the lower level, the the worker bee types. Mm-hmm. There's a lot they don't know, and um, they're they're just they're they're just not they're not the geniuses a lot of people assume that they are. They're just, then they're just the, missing if, huge if, missing gaps in their. Uh, knowledge base and information and things that they don't have to know to do, perform their jobs and they're not all they're all not always they're kept in the dark a lot by a lot of things all right if and they're not the geniuses if they're not the geniuses that that so many people believe they are why can't we figure out a way to defeat them oh now now you're talking my shop now the fact is that we've uh, in and I wrote a little article on uh, self-defense with the alien. One of the things I told people was that if I can figure out how to fool them and get a, get a couple of people on board their craft mm-hmm. in this experiment that we did, and it worked, and upset people that they finally took the craft out to a major craft that was 50 miles thick and uh, 600 miles across, and, and we got the, got a report on the whole story, which I'll be glad to send people if they're interested in, in reading the the overall report, um, and looking at some of the photography and film clips and so on, but and it's all free. Hey, Daryl, uh, hold on. You and I have got to take our, our final break for this hour. Explanation, Daryl Sims is our special guest, www.alienhunter.org. That's www.alienhunter.org. Daryl and I will be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Sims is our special guest, the one and only Alien Hunter, www.alienhunter.org. 
That's www.alienhunter.org. Uh, Daryl, uh, you know, you were you started to tell us a story, and I had to take my break. I apologize for that. Uh, but we, you were telling us a story about how to fight the aliens, and uh, we've got about three minutes. I'd love to hear your plan. Well, the, the, I wrote a little article on uh, and how to deal with the alien, and uh, that they li- basically live in a house of cards, and that if you pull some of the cards out, they'll fall apart. And that mass abduction event where I did a post-it night suggestion and got them to respond to us, and so much so that they took the people from their normal craft to this massive craft that we have apparently some film footage of, um, we learned a lot about the alien because our people are inside the craft. Now, what the alien doesn't understand is sometimes I am able to pull information out of the abductees that these aliens have told them, you won't remember. Mm-hmm. And they just wipe them clean, so to speak, like a, like a computer disk. Just, they just clean it. And the only problem is the human brain doesn't work like that. Human soul, human spirit, different story. They don't understand us as much as you may think they do. And as a result, we can, we've uncovered some things. One of the things that we discovered... Uh, about that and, and re- unraveling more information about that event is my senior investigator was taken by this Nordic guy who's been picking him up for the longest time. And uh, he was taken to a, 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 a he sh- was shown something that looked like a, he, he didn't show it to me, I just saw it. It was looked like a map and he said, and it looked like a giant road, uh, like a, a, a picture of a, a Indianapolis 500 road uh, way. And he said, and there was only one little section of it was, uh, that was uh, undone. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I asked him, what does that mean? He said, that's the last portion of what we're doing here. Hmm. And, uh, he, and he said, that has to do with human, the, the human beings. And he said, what do you mean? And he said, well, that's it. And he said, so he said being an engineer, he said, I measured, a, I figured that was about, uh, about an inch long space. And I multiplied it, and it was about 60 of them long. And that was a hundred-year span. He said that inch the deal, and, and all the other stuff is missing up there. So I measured that mentally, and he said it was about six thousand years period. And he said that that last hundred years was the, un, the part that was not finished yet. And these beings, whatever they're doing, whatever they're going to do, whatever whatever it is, it's going to culminate in this uh, hundred-year period, according to their map. Daryl, as always, time goes by so fast when you're with us. We'd love to have you back on in the very near future, my friend. But until then, let our listeners know how they can find out about you and what you're up to in the next couple of weeks and months ahead. All they got to do is go to the website and click on, or they can email me directly, and I answer my own emails. And you can go to the website, just click on Daryl Sam's Alien Hunter, and it automatically pulls me up. And I answer all their questions and the stuff I do for them over the internet and uh, our surgeries and implants and so on, it's all free. We do this as a philanthropic work. You're a good man, Daryl Sims. Nice talking to you again. Always a great pleasure. Take care of yourself, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Exxon. All right, Exxon Nation, Daryl Sims' website, www.alienhunter.org. That's www.alienhunter.org. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. (music) 